0: Bye. Galaxy podcast. We have a very special friend of the IMX community. We got Tomahawk here. How are you doing, bud?
1: I'm doing awesome. It's uh, really great to be on this po- podcast with you, uh, DSUS. I really liked episode one. And uh, yeah, very excited for our conversations.
0: Awesome. Uh, hopefully, the audio uh, issues didn't mess you up too much but um i know Rubik and i had a freaking pretty good laugh about it um i i did the editing of the audio and um i uploaded the the wrong file and after the after the fact um we were listening to it and and just having a good laugh about it um at my expense (laughs) so but um such is life um I, I really appreciate you coming on and and taking the time out of your day to spend a, a little time talking about i m x and and um you are one of the official i m x advocates which is pretty cool uh little title you got there um I'm not jealous or anything so um no, it's funny because I was asking Rubik about it, and he's like, "Oh, you didn't sign up. I'm like, "There's a sign up." <laughs> so he got me he got me the the form to to fill out or whatnot. So um I might have to fill that thing out.
1: yeah, it feels like uh,
0: web three as a whole
1: is kind of a little disorganized, right? Like nobody knows what the secret recipe is for. For anything, everyone's trying to build, trying to improve, uh, w- which is great. Uh, but then, in, in terms of community, it's like, okay, uh, h- how are we going to structure things, and how are we going to get, how are we going to em- empower the community? I think for me, that's a, a huge thing. And um, yeah, that IMX is starting to do that. And I, I also, when I saw that some people were were posting that it, they were official uh, IMX uh, advocates, I was like, what? How? How? <laughs> I'm supporting them for two years now. Can I? Can I join too? And uh, also Rubik uh, yeah. kind of uh, send me towards, towards the, the forum
0: and, and stuff, stuff like that. that. That's so funny uh, because, like, <laughs> all right. So at least I wasn't the only one that was like, okay, where do I sign up? And um, yeah, because it's definitely it's been you know over two years of, of supporting the the IMX uh, cause and. Um, yeah, I now now I have to go and fill that thing out. Um, so, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, like, what got you into into gaming and and IMX or NFTs in gaming, and and how did that all come about?
1: Yeah, don't awesome. Um, so, I guess first of all, I'm I'm Canadian, so from Canada for people in the audience that wouldn't necessarily know. Um, the fact about me that is kind of a little different than most people is I grew up in a pretty big family. I have nine siblings. Oh so wow! I'm the, I'm the, I'm the second, second oldest. oldest. Uh, I'm, I'm in my, my mid thirties now, um, so that that's was kind of rare. So I think from that, um, you know, I, I've always been used to really helping, supporting, uh, kind of the family, helping out with the chores, doing, doing all all, the, all, all kinds, kinds of stuff. stuff. And so I'm always, Yeah, being, I'm being second
0: oldest and, and that many in the, in the, family, or in the, in the family, it must uh, require some, some good community skills, that's for sure, because um, it's, there's no way there's going to be enough bathrooms at all times, uh, no matter where you live. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we definitely lived in a smaller house, and then eventually we were capable of moving to a little bigger house so i did I did have my my own room for a short period of time but the rest was definitely a whole lot of, of sharing and fighting over gaming consoles was was a huge one i I guess I could start there uh, the gaming started quite young um I, I know we had some type of console before the the original the nintendo uh, it was it wasn't an Atari but it was something plugged into black-and-white TV that the only game on there was Pong, and you had some joystick that you had to, or a dial that you had to turn, and, and then it would move the, the little Pong palette. Oh, yeah. So that was, that was kind of our first foray into, into gaming. And then when we got the Nintendo, that was like a game-changer with, you know, the Mario and Mar- 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 Duck Hunt that came with it. Um, and then my parents were super strict on what we could watch in terms of cartoons and stuff like that or what games we could play Like it couldn't be any violence or anything like that oh yeah and it's funny because the first exposure I had to RPGs was my mom playing Dragon Warrior and Final Fantasy on the original Nintendo but we weren't allowed to play
0: that is Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man.
1: So, so when it did get old enough that we could now play these games, obviously I played the, the crap out of uh, Final Fantasy Dragon Warrior on the Nintendo, but by that time we were also moving on to other consoles. Um, as well, we, we kind of jumped the Super Nintendo era, I guess, and then I went to the um, um, uh, Oh, was it Nintendo 64, 64 so played a lot of 64, 64 and then and I really really went full in uh, when Xbox came out so I was never I never geared towards the PlayStation I jumped from the, the Nintendo 64 to Xbox and that was like the end of my high school years beginning of college and literally like all our time was spent gaming. We had so many Halo LAN parties. Oh, yeah. We'd have like yeah, uh, four TVs, the, the four 3 screen, <laughs> and we were all connected.
0: You're describing the same thing that um, that I, I did with my friends as well. So I, it sounds like we're we're right about the same age. Um, I'm I'm 36, so mid 30s as well. Um, we would we would totally do the same thing, um, and and one of the one of the things I remember, too, the only reason I actually did have a PlayStation um, was because you were able to mod the PlayStation to where you could play burned games like you could download and burn a CD and be able to or a DVD and, and be able to play those games with uh, with a modded PlayStation and um that was the only reason really i got it and i was able to play basically any game i wanted to and um and i played quite a lot of the that twisted metal uh game and and that's really all i really played on on playstation but then um i i was a lot like you i geared more towards uh towards the console as well but um I had a unique situation because my parents, both my parents were in the computer field. So like my dad was a computer engineer and my dad or my mom, um, was a computer teacher for elementary school, kindergarten through, uh, sixth grade. So I, I know, I know that, that feeling of, of gaming, um, the LAN parties are, were probably some of the best times, um, hands down.
1: Yeah, yeah. I see where you get you got your tech skills. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely did not follow a path that uh gave me any any tech skills. Um but but yeah so so that was pretty much my gaming and then after that like real life kicks in right so my my degree my college degree is in accounting. Uh so I as soon as I was done college kind of got into uh, the government got a decent government job and just been, you know, working in the do- government more. More specifically, I don't know if I should say this, but it, in tax collection. Oh for, great! Uh,
0: now, now we have a specialist when when it comes tax season yeah. next year uh, to do your crypto taxes. We're gonna have to have you come on. Um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's funny is is that I. Yeah, I'm a specialist when it comes to collecting tax. <laughs> but you know what people can claim and this and that. I have to research it like everyone else. But I, I do have you know uh, a few more helpful contacts in, in that sense, uh, which is which is nice. But but yeah, it's it's quite all over the place in terms of taxes, cryptos, and this and that. And oh, I know, and, and and it depends on it depends on where you live
0: too. So it, it really yeah. it wouldn't it really wouldn't. Um, help too much other than uh maybe some things to maybe avoid <laughs> but <laughs> best practices. But yeah, um so when it comes to NFTs and gaming, like what what brought you over to to this side?
1: Yeah, so if I continue my story, I'll try it and I'll go on yeah. forever. But uh, yeah so real life kicks in and I start gaming less and less. Um uh mainly just I don't know, I think my parents, uh, my whole childhood, they've told me that, you know, gaming was a uh, just waste of time. I was just <laughs> always wasting my time gaming. And, and then as you grow older then you're trying you know, you're chasing the girls and you're trying to get a girlfriend to get into <laughs> in a relationship and, you know, start your real life journey kind of thing.
0: Gaming uh, so kind of that- gets in the way of that, right? Like I mean, yeah. it sucks. Adulting sucks sometimes.
1: <laughs> 100%. So I kind of... I, I was gaming a lot less to a point where it was almost non-existent. And that, that's when I kind of switched to mobile gaming. Because mobile gaming would is something I could still get that gaming itch out, but it wouldn't take away too much from my real life responsibilities kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's something Uh, you can kind of get in, you know, a game or two, you know, in between meetings or, you know, uh, at lunch or something like that. It's not too invasive.
1: Yeah, so basically uh, did that. And then where NFT's crypto come in, I guess it was a bit after started a pandemic, it was kind of trying to, start managing my own finances a a bit more just trying to buy shares and this and that and then my girlfriend had a friend that was investing a bit into bitcoin and ethereum so and he seemed to be making some decent gains so i kind of dipped my toes in there uh for for a few months made little gains, you know, just a little investment. Don't don't invest more in it than you can lose, uh, which is what we always tell people. And, and it's definitely true because I, I think where we're at now, I think most people that have been in the space in a few years that are not like extremely good traders or this or that, I, I would say most people are probably down. Um, yeah,
0: absolutely. Which
1: is, which is just the way it is. Um, but yeah, after investing a, a little bit, uh, I kind of told myself, I'm like, okay, I should probably research, like, what is this? <laughs> what is Bitcoin? What is Ethereum? What A bit more about the tech, a bit more about what it does, why, why, you know, it's a thing. Is, is it actually going to change the world? And, and this and that. So I, after just doing, like, quick little research, it led me to gaming. Like, gaming popped in my head. Like it was digital ownership, like digital ownership really ringed the bell. And that led me straight to gaming without, without even reading gaming anywhere. And then I, and then I started right away to, to search on Google. I'm like, what is the best blockchain game? Give me the best blockchain game. I need to try this. The, <laughs> the, the idea of owning your digital asset just made too much sense. And it kind of, kind of brought value to gaming to all that time that you're putting in yes i mean you're you're always getting entertainment and you know when you're gaming with, with friends you're gaming you're getting time with friends but that's still a span of time in your life debt could you be doing something more productive based obviously on what you want to accomplish in your life yeah probably now with digital ownership is like i feel like at least i'm getting something i'm part of an ecosystem and you know, I, I get something for the time I put in the game and then I can decide what I want to do with it. So yeah. it just made sense. Absolutely. Like how,
0: how much time do we put into our digital identities already? Right. And and how much that is a part of our lives and to have um, ownership over that is is a big change in in thinking and and how it's. Um, how it's perceived, you know, and and that I I see that as a as a big uh, shift as well as to why owning your assets in game um, actually translates much larger uh, to to other things like that.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that led me. So the first game that well, uh, obviously the first game that popped up in the search was Axie Infinity. And then I, I didn't even try the game. I just looked at it. I'm like, it's not for me. It's not my style of game. I mean, if some people like that style of game, that's fine. Uh, for me, it, you know, I've been used to playing AAA games and this and that, and that's more my style of gaming. So it, it didn't appeal to me. And then, then I found Guild Guardians. So Guild Guardians was really the first project that I you know, I, I dove into, joined the community, and then from there just started just going deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole of Web3, Web3 Gaming, and, yeah, it's just a whole, it's a whole new world that, you know, most people on the outside have no idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um I... I remember early on joining the Guild of Guardians uh, community as well, and and seeing you around, and um, I was trying to feel around and see, you know, is this a game that that has staying power? Is is it really going to be, you know, what they said it's going to be? And um, it's been a an awesome journey to kind of s- see. Uh, unfold and and be a part of. Um, I was able to do some of the beta testing or alpha testing early on, and and for Guild of Guardians, which was really cool to to be able to be a part of of that and and see how they're doing things and uh, the way they're implementing it and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that's a part of, of Web three that that I really love is, I mean, it's hard to do. But if, if being involved in a project early, if it's if, if done right, if empowered, right, your community can feel like they're actually part of building this project. And that's how you build passion for your project. That's how you build, like true active members, true community uh, contributors people that are going to support you for life, just because just because you went out, you reached out, and you asked them what do they like you know it's, I don't know, it's it's something that seems so easy, but it's
0: as a a gamer, as a gamer, I haven't had that experience before. Um, I've, always had, I've always had the experience of, hey, here's a game. Um, and in about six months, we're going to ask you what you like about it. And then we're going to go and we're going to screw all of that shit up. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and, and literally, that's the experience I'm used to. So at least um, in, in Web3 right now, um, at least they're asking up front what you you know, what you do and do not like, and then whether or not they implement the changes is a completely different story. Um, And that's, you know, that's with any game. That's, that's how it's going to be. Specifically, if you're talking about competitive um, for something to be truly competitive, um, you know, there's a fine line in the sand of, um, balancing certain characters, uh, and, uh, also like a pay to pay to win style, um, Mm -hmm. rather than actual skill based gaming. There's a lot that goes into things like that. And, uh, it, I don't know if how much, you know, the average gamer thinks about that. I, I, I mean, the average gamer typically would not think about that. Um, and and that's one of the things that this kind of gave me an insight to, uh, to be able to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, same here. Is, you know, you hear that game development is hard, and and for me, I'm a complete outsider when it comes to building games. Um, but but at least, so so a lot of people are probably like me, and they they, they jump into the space. And then the expectations are so high, right? Because we don't know how long it takes um, to build a game or how much skills or how much all of that stuff. But at the same time, we're jumping into the space early and we're investing in some of these projects more than we've ever invested in gaming. Right. right? So obviously we're expecting more, but we don't know (laughs) how game development works. So I, I think... For what I've seen over time is the expectations from the communities are sometimes so unrealistic and and that is you know what do you do as a project when you have all these different you know people in your community that you know want different things or they're expecting different things how how do you manage that so so that to me is is something that's a lot harder in web three versus building a game in Web 2. In Web 2, you, you build your whole game, and then when it, almost when it's ready to launch, that's when you bring in people to test it and this and that. Right. But now, building with the community is like, all right, well, we have all these different people expecting different things. Um, so, 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 yeah, So I, I've always been more of the optimistic uh, kind of person, which really helps. Uh, actually, it hurts my wallet <laughs> in this time because... <laughs> I look at the positive things in the the projects, right, and and I try to focus on that, but at the end of the day, if if we want to be realistic, 95% or more of all these gaming projects, of any gaming projects, Web2, Web3, whatever, are not going to be sustainable. They're not going to make it, right? It's only that top 1, 2, 3, 4, 5%, maybe, that are actually sustainable and can live on as IP for, for different years. Uh, for multiple years, yeah, so absolutely. it's he, kind of kind of have to keep that in the background all the time when you're in the space. Is like, yeah, this game may may be cool, this that that, but but be careful, you know, how much you want to invest because it's risky.
0: Yeah, and and then that's always going to be something at you know the, it's got to be at the forefront when when you're doing the research, you know, is. How sustainable is um, is the game, the team, and um, and and what it is they're delivering, and how they deliver it, um, and that's a big thing. Um, so, in terms of of Gilded guardians and and things like that, what was it um, about the the team and and the game that made you really want to get more involved? um
1: so at the first it was I was really looking for mobile uh something on mobile uh RPGs I've loved RPGs throughout my life uh say Baldur's Gate is probably the the RPG I played the most Uh, I played some Diablo 2 um but yeah RPGs I've always loved so that drew me in right away and then when you look at the nft or how they were planning to integrate the blockchain aspect of it made a lot of sense and it was different from a lot of other projects. Um, what I really like about uh, the way they're looking at it is is that it's more of a guild-based game, which is really cool for any RPG style, if you think of WoW or whatever. It's all guild-based, so it's, it's community, so you know you're going to be playing with people and stuff. And I really like the crafting, uh, how they... Had developed the, the, the crafting element, um, right? And integrated the NFT. So basically, the way it works is, everyone's doing their dungeons, uh, you know, on, on on their side, you know, single player at the beginning, doing all their dungeons, and then they're collecting materials and cubelets and crafting uh, materials, and then people pool kind of their their resources together, and it's the guild. That crafts an item, and then the item would go directly on the marketplace. And then everyone that contributed resources to crafting this item would get a percentage back of the cut once the item is sold. So to me, that just made so much sense. It was cool. I'll be able to create a community where, you know, we can we can geek out on, on crafting and on figuring out the metas and you know crafting the best stuff and all of this. Uh, yeah. so, so that to me really, really appealed to me, and I really wanted to get in to test out like the digital ownership side of it. Get in to build um, a team, a guild to, to basically try to be one of the best, or at least be, be as success- successful as we can in a game, and then just see where it goes from there.
0: Yeah, awesome, and and that's like that's basically you know the you know, the high level of, of how the, the game works. Um, when, when you decided that, like, Hey, um, like what moment was it, I guess, or do you have a moment when you were like, Hey, I want to get more involved. Like I want to be able to advocate. I want to be able to learn, um, enough to where I can help, you know, educate other people or or onboard other people.
1: Yeah, so I, I guess at the beginning it was more like I just want you know a guild twenty people and we're just gonna have fun, we're good game uh, kind of thing. Uh, then I think the moment where I became more, a bigger uh, contributor or builder is I think yeah, Guild Guardians had. Way back, uh, they had announced a partnership with uh, the Sandbox, where they would have some, you know, characters from DOG in the Sandbox. So me being, you know, super excited about anything blockchain gaming, I went to research the Sandbox right away. I'm like, oh, Sandbox. Well, this is cool. This is like a mix of Minecraft and Roblox, but on the blockchain. Right. Um, so I, so I kind of signed up for a, a quick, like, what was it? Uh, a sandbox course where they would teach you how to build in the sandbox, and I got in. Uh, so surprisingly, I think they were ch- choosing like ten people, and they had like six hundred entries. So oh, wow. and this was a, a free course. It was like a boot camp. It was probably a ten-hour boot camp over a week. Uh, so we really dove into you know how to build you know a game, a basic game, obviously, uh, in the sandbox. So the whole time I was building the, this little mini game I was building it in the theme of Guild of Guardians awesome. because uh, cuz I was thinking okay well sandbox is another metaverse if I can advertise Guild of Guardians in the sandbox well you have all these users in the sandbox that might come and try my game here and then that might bring them to the Guild of Guardians so I just built it for fun not even necessarily advertising it at all, at all. And then Stepfam from the GOG community, because we're chatting here and there, and he, he I guess he, he found the game uh, in the gallery, in the sandbox, or I gave him a link or something, and then he played it, and then he made a YouTube about it, <laughs> and then, and then awesome. other people started playing it, and then... And then it kind of went into that. That's when the uh, GOG had their ambassador call out kind of thing. And uh, so then Stefan was like, yo, yo, you should apply to be ambassador. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess I'll try. So then I, I got in as an ambassador for GOG. And then that's kind of the moment where I switched my mentality to instead of just having a group of 20 friends that were going to play this guild in this game why not try to onboard like my whole country and you know furthermore like let's onboard as many gamers as we can to blockchain gaming because it's going to give them so much more than what you know they're getting now so it that's when it switched to okay right now i'm advocating for the space i want gamers to know what blockchain gaming is that it's coming and it's going to change the world, and you know the perks, the benefits that that they can get out of it.
0: I love it. Yeah, and that that you you nailed it. You know, like the the overall benefits um, definitely out, outweigh anything. Um, and as the games come out that are really those top percentage ones, like you were saying the ones that are actually going to make it as they come out and show uh, the world like hey this is fun and it's a game first uh, more than just uh, a way to earn money that's where I see everything really taking off
1: yeah f- fully agree we're, we're I, I think we're, we're close we're close, and it just takes those one or two, like, Web3 IPs that, you know, you and I and whoever probably have their top bets. Uh, I don't know if we want to go there.
0: <laughs> um, but, but, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, um, you know, it, it's just a matter of time. And when it, when it comes down to, you know, getting quality... Uh, you know the the quality always outshines this the the negative stuff, and um, you know there there's a lot of uh shadowy figures, if you will, in in the Web three uh environment, and with Immutable X and and the way they're doing things with with their games, their and and how they're building um it's been very transparent the entire time and i think that's what has kept me wanting to stay with the immutable community and infrastructure um because i know a lot of times it can feel very like seedy or scanny in in some of these communities or in some of these um these different games in web three, but I haven't really um, had that feeling coming from um, immutable and, and how they're approaching building games like guild of guardians, gods and chain, alluvium. Well, and I mean the Illuvium team is, is killing it um, what they've been doing and how they've been um, under promising and over delivering. And that's the biggest thing, um, you know. Saying, "Hey, we're we're making a game that does this," and now I'm looking at this beta, and it's visually absolutely stunning, you know. And um, who was it the other day? Uh, Chris Clay. He tweeted a picture of what what was it? Tomo on the on the. Um, On like the loading screen or on the the home screen of uh guild of guardians and it looked gorgeous you know and that's mobile like he just screen capped his his phone you know and it's and that's a it's a good indicator of what we're looking uh for in the future
1: yeah and I, i i agree like i've definitely been keeping an eye watching alluvium and i've had a chance to i i own a, a t1 land so i'm you know i've been playing since the beginning uh alluvium zero which on is on the mobile i did play uh some of the open world beta and also the um the auto battler uh so so really what they're building is is amazing. Quality wise, it's absolutely stunning. Uh, it, it's such a skilled team, and when you compare a team like that and what they're building to what others are trying to build, it's sometimes it's not even comparable.
0: I agree. Uh, yeah, there, there's there's certain things. Well, specifically too, because Overworld is so uh really in depth, um, and they've been building uh for quite a while as as well and they also did something that like no one else has done which was you know the dutch auction which was really cool to to participate in i i got a tier i actually got two tier two lands uh during the dutch auction and i i actually sold one and and i still have the other so i've been playing that as well and um you know they keep doing things that are innovative and like changing the way you look at you know what a game like this does yeah Could, and i think they're the
1: first ones to to really like really use the blockchain elements right like they're they have they have a DAO they have a council they're doing a lot of things, decentralized or literally building and leaking everything they do to the, to the community.
0: Oh yeah. Um, and that's true too, so because like you have, you have a, a true governance um, that was built, you know, early and is really there to, to benefit everyone in the community. And, and it, they've shown that early on that a it's doable and B that it doesn't have to be as, as intricate or overcomplicated as a lot of, a lot of people were making it.
1: Yeah. So definitely have, uh, if I look at like PC gaming, uh, which I'm personally not a huge PC gamer. If you can if you can make a PC game that I can play with my Xbox remote, I will play it. If it's only playable on PC with keyboard and mouse, I'm telling you, I'm likely not going to play it, but play it. But that's just my style of gaming. Everyone has a different style. Um, but in terms of PC game, like Illuvium is is way up there in you know, my bet on onboarding, the first million in terms of pc gaming
0: oh yeah, and then their partnership you know a little collab they did with gamestop was pretty cool um and uh you know they they were able to get they had ten over ten thousand new emails uh added to the list after the first day of sales oh yeah because
1: everyone uh that that buys one of the discs, GameStop disc, gets access to... Yep, exactly. The data, which, you know, once people, like gamers, jump in and they see the quality that's being built that, you know, will rival any quality there is in Web2, uh, these people behind building this are, are nuts. They're pros at what they do, just like, you know, the top studios in, in Web2. So...
0: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. And, and, and And that's the thing. You're you're going to start seeing with studios like, uh, you know what they're doing with the and stuff. You're going to start seeing or hearing people just stop calling them web two or web three studios. You're going to start just say, Hey, this gaming studio is doing, you know, a, B and C because it's, it's really not about whether it's web two or web three. It's, Hey, Are they doing anything innovative and, uh, frankly, like, cutting edge for the the gaming community?
1: Yeah, fully agree. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, so that's definitely one of the top and, yeah, super super excited, man. I love, I love just discussing games, discussing this, I mean. Don't so, get me started on Cross the Ages
0: because I could go for another hour easy on that game. I know, <laughs> I know. So maybe that's what we'll do. We'll have you come back and and we'll we'll talk uh, across the ages. Um, I I wanted to say thank you again for taking the time to come by and and talk a little bit about it. And maybe what we'll do is we'll make it a a recurring uh, segment where we have. Tomahawk come on and, and uh talk all things uh that he's excited about.
1: Yeah, that, that would be great. And and Aradina too. I mean Absol- No, open, uh, absolutely. Open like open because there's way <laughs> too much
0: the there's way too much to cover in a <laughs> single episode. Um so I mean we got Aradina, there's um shoot, we didn't even touch on Gods Unchained. Um, there's, what else? Uh, oh, I, Momoguro. Um, I don't know if you played that at at all yet. Uh, I mean, there's so much stuff to, to cover. I wanted to, (laughs) to see of, of the characters in, in Guild of Guardians so far, what, which one is your favorite?
1: So my favorite would have to be like the first NFT that I ever purchased. So it's a legendary, a founder legendary. And I happened to, my first uh, spawn was uh, Princess Leia. Oh. So, uh, she's Glade, she's a healer, which is usually what I, I love to be a support in a game, a healer uh, or, or whatever <laughs> it'll end up being. But yeah. Uh, light element, uh, so yeah, I'm quite excited. And, and I I happened to, to get two, so I, I bought three founders legendary, and I happened to um, to get two Leas, and uh, the the third one was uh, oh man, I forget his name, but it's the the eagle, the water eagle.
0: Character. Oh oh yeah, um, which one is that? That's uh, was it? Aurora? No, I want to say Aurora, but it's not.
1: Uh, Aurora was an eSport character. Yeah, All, no, the Rufus. Ones were Rufus. Oh, Rufus. Yes, yes, Rufus. So Rufus, pretty, pretty thick-ass too, range character, and obviously by testing out the early builds, I had a chance to see what they do. But but as we know, uh, Guild Guardians pivoted to a different genre of play style. So. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm excited, uh, a little scared <laughs> too. To, yeah. To
0: so, what it. do you what do you think about that? Like, uh, just before we we head out, give us uh, give us a little bit of of your take on on the pivot. So, if I try
1: and and back myself away from the situation, and you know, not think about the thousands of dollars of assets I have in Guild Guardians. If if I look at it as a as a business decision, I, I think I think the core team, uh, Guild Guardians, backed by Immutable. So the big factor here is that they're backed by it's a, it's an Immutable game studio uh, title. So oh, correct. The big factor here <laughs> is they're backed by Immutable. Um, so as as that as the vision. They've always had the vision of we want to, you know, create the playbooks to onboard millions of people into Web3 Gaming. And this is our mobile, mobile, you know, RPG title to do that. So, so for them, the, the key here is they want a mass market game. that'll onboard millions and I guess. Again, I am I have no clue how it works when you're building games and this and that, but I guess they got to a point where it was, okay, I'm not sure if this game will maybe achieve the vision we want in the time we want. And that probably led to them looking for solutions to either accelerate their current game or looking at different options. And then that led to... Um, I guess the change of game studio and then more to an auto battler. Um, for me, what's uh, as a gamer, so as a business decision, um, if I think they're following this they still have that end goal, so that's good as a as a as an early investor, um that's kind of tricky because it's like everyone supported them, bought these assets based on the ARPGs they were to build. So there is definitely a mixed feeling there when right. it comes to what was promised if you want what we invested in. Uh, but then if you look at it as a simple gamer perspective, let's say a gamer just coming in right now and looking at different styles and not owning anything not owned, then you know, either or could work. Will will their auto battler have more success? Maybe, maybe, who knows? Is is it kind of easier to build? I don't know about game building, but I would think it would be slightly easier to build. Could they deliver a game on time for Q4? Uh, like they promised, uh, you know, following the couple delays they had in the past. Uh, let's hope so. Um, so yeah, right now it's just like a waiting game kind of thing. And for me is is yeah i can't wait to get my hands on it just to see and test it out for myself okay is this fun is this a game that i'm into but before that i you know i don't think it's it's fair to judge too much when we don't know a whole lot about what's going on uh and just you know for me i like give me let me test it out before i at least make my opinion on it okay it's a switch uh the previous game. To me, was heading in the right direction, but it, there was always this like secret sauce. You know what makes your game so much more special, or what you know? Why does your game stand out? Right. And, and to me, like that that key element, that wow factor. I didn't see it in the early builds of Guild of Guardians. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the game and it's a game I definitely would have played in this and that but did it have that wow factor that that you know took it over the top or right. got me addicted to it or this or that no i mean and that's you know that's what you're looking for and that's probably the hardest thing to achieve is getting that that thing that'll get people addicted to it and i think that's and you almost need Full game-ish, sometimes to get to that point. Right. And what's what sucks with web three games is none of them are full games. They're all beta. So yeah, you get the concept of the get the game loop, but you know sometimes the wild factor is a combination of things. And
0: right. And and, and it, when you're when you're in that loop, right, uh, without the full. Uh, without the benefit of the full game, um, it's very repetitive, right? And and mm-hmm. how do you get a full understanding of how that makes people feel if they're doing the same thing over and over again, right? Yeah.
1: So no, I'm 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 excited. It's it's hard uh, as an ambassador for. For Guild Guardians and other games, it's like sometimes moments like these were were like definitely in uncertainty territory. So it's it's almost you know better to just step back a little, keep keep supporting, but it's it's hard to create events and create excitement when you don't know what's ahead, right? Right.
0: Yeah, and and then, and that's very true. And and Robbie Robbie has said it. The the entire time, Um, you know, how are we going to onboard? you know, the next 300 million gamers? It's not with it's not the tech. It's it's making a good game and making consistently good games. And so, yeah, I want to thank you again for taking the time to come by and hang out. Um, It's been super fun. We could probably make several hours worth of content, um, because I enjoy, you know, speaking with you and getting your insight on this stuff. Um, like I said, we got to make it a, a recurring thing. That way we can get, um, we can get Rubik on, on the interview as well, um, and that way, you know, we can get some of his take on on things because I, I really do appreciate Rubik's input because um, a lot of times we play kind of like a devil's advocate type thing, um, you know, mm-hmm. because like you said, in certain situations as an advocate, how do you you know, how do you speak to certain things that you just don't know the answers to yet? And and that's something that you know, on the podcast, we like to do like, I like to go through these scenarios, so that, um, you know, it, we get to see a, a greater depth into uh, how these things play out, you know, so thank you very much. And uh, we will definitely be reaching out to you again soon to uh, come hang out.
1: Uh, Awesome. Thanks a lot for having me. It's been a blast. There's so many topics that, like you say, we haven't had a chance to touch on. Uh, So yeah, definitely uh, be looking forward to continuing the conversation and also hearing what uh, your other guests coming up will have to say too. It's it's really cool that a lot of us are in the space for the right reasons to move things forward. Uh, there's so much money flow, flowing in. There's so much, so many intelligent people uh, in the space. Like for me, I'm just, I'm just a supporter. I'm here as a community enabler. Uh, I would say I don't have no specific skill set other than my passion for, for, for gaming, for, for the tech, for digital ownership in gaming, and and moving. Anyone I can, any project I can that I that I truly believe in, and supporting them in any way I can. That's uh, and, and, and other I, things. That's you know, good enough I, for I may me. I made it my
0: toes. <laughs> and that's good enough for me, man. I, I'm not expecting any uh, Web three uh, credentials or anything like that. Um, you know, and and that's that's how I like it. Is getting you know honest feedback from people in the community, people that are are going above and beyond to be involved, you know, because this thing is not going to build itself. Um, the, the community does not get a direction to go in based off of, uh, you know, just one or two people in the community, just telling them, Oh, this is what you do and, and deal with it. No, like the voices need to be heard. Um, the conversations need to be had. And this is like, a great avenue to be able to do that. So again, thank you so much and hope to have you back soon. Thanks again for listening to Gamers Galaxy and hope to have you back next week.